Hey, Craig. Hey, Jeff. Hello. Um, I, I believe I uh, I messaged you earlier when I showed you the the stats for this game, the predictions for this game. And I said, yeah. back to life, back that's right. to reality. So that, yeah. that's a callback for all our early I was going to say, yeah, listeners. we need this, this was definitely one of those where we needed you to, to intro with a song. Yeah. Because uh, so, it, it's uh, kind of begging for it. But I'll go ahead and do our formal intro. This is Podcast Versus Everyone. I'm Craig Powers. With me, as always, is Jeff Neusser. Hi. This is episode 144, the Arizona State in Tempe preview, where Stats of War, CFB Graphs, gives WSU a 17% chance to win. That sounds about right. And I, <laughs> I think the line opened around 16. Yeah. Um, so this... Should be an interesting one. We have another, once again, another what should be a possession limited, a limited possessions game. Uh, Arizona State loves to run the ball, much like BYU and much like Oregon State. So, and what was, we had eight real drives against Oregon State last, or against BYU last week. Uh, Let's see if we can beat that because it's looking like they might not. (laughs) This could be, yeah. Could be another grinding, a, a game with some grinding drives. But what we do, typically start out with is not their offense. We start with our offense versus their yep. defense. Um, what I was surprised to see is Arizona State's defense is not as good as I expected it to be. So that's yeah. at least encouraging. Yep. You would expect that a Herm Edwards team would be, you know, defense forward and, uh, you know, dominant on that side of the ball. And they, yeah, yeah, they're okay-ish. Like, they're, I mean, they're not bad. They're just, you know, it's like it's not the strength of the team. So, yeah, they have a um, – their EPA per pass is good. Uh, that is driven largely because they have 10 interceptions, which is – puts you in the top 10 nationally. Um, yeah. So they're 31st in EPA per pass, but they're 75th in success rate. And WSU's offense has been a pre- pretty well, pretty done pretty well in uh, passing success rate recently. They have raised in the last four games from in the hundreds in passing success rate to now they're 69th. So nice. uh, I think their true capability is above you know that 40% that they're at right now. I think they're. Yep being much higher than that in the last four games. So that's when I was looking at this matchup, trying to break down, um, basically you got to take care of the ball. None of those, no throwing into double coverage, Jaden. And you, and you, and there's going to be opportunities. Uh, Teams have been able to move the ball. It's just that ASU is very good 
at turning people over. And so that's what yep. you got to watch out. That's what they're relying on. Yep. And that's, you know, it's certainly been a bugaboo, uh, you know, bugaboo for, for Delora. Um, not that he throws a ton of interceptions cause he doesn't, um, you know, uh, really the only time we've seen him kind of melt down in that fashion was, was really last year, right? Last year against, uh, USC. It's kind of mm-hmm. the only time. So it's, it's kind of funny. Like, like we, we, I don't know. I, I feel like there is this um, kind of perception that he's loose with the ball. Uh, but well, the reality I, I, is he, he hasn't thrown that think, many picks. Yeah, I do think a lot of people saw some near interceptions last yes. week. Yep. And, you know, there was definitely one that BYU had in hand. But also, every quarterback has yep. those. There is a yes. stat in the NFL. They say, you know, the expected interceptions. But we don't have that in college. So... Uh, there's a lot of guys that drop interceptions in college. So, yep. <laughs> um, so yeah. I mean, if if we were if we were out looking for how many interceptions a guy should have, probably everyone would suck. So, uh, yep. yeah, he's he's generally been good at taking care of the ball. He's he's good at avoiding sacks. Um, that's why WSU's offense in the last few weeks has started to click because he doesn't yep. get too many negative plays. But what you have to watch out for is you know, when he, he's feeling good and he wants to take that shot play. And yeah. cause that's, that's what happened against BYU earlier, early in the game. They had, they had the, they had the ball, they were driving again to two possessions in a row. And then he just decides to air it out deep into double coverage. The, it was never there, but you know, so he just has to avoid those mistakes that kill promising drives and I think they'll be able to move the ball and maybe put up some points. But again, it's going to be see how many possessions they get. Right. You know that that kind of made their offense look worse against BYU because they had so few possessions. Um, and but I, other than that, you know their uh, run defense isn't anything special. Uh, they're 66th in EPA per rush, 50th in rushing success rate. Um, so the, really it's just a matter of, uh, and, and even their third and fourth down success rate is pretty poor. So, uh, that there, there are definitely some weaknesses on the defense and if, if WSU can stay on schedule and finish some drives, which honestly probably be helpful because once we talk about Arizona state offense, honestly, if if they can limit their possessions, that, that would probably be good too. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think. Um, you know, hopefully Borgie, Borgie seems to be on the uptick. Like he's playing better and better. Hopefully they have Macintosh back to give him a spell. And so they can, uh, kind of capitalize on that. So, so run defense that Arizona state has and capitalize on that pass offense. Um, which I feel like they can do. I feel like they've been able to do that pretty effectively. Um, we'll see if Arizona state plays like BYU does and drops, drops players takes away those those big passes uh unlike uh unlike Stanford who didn't decided not to do that and perhaps yeah. Stanford Stanford gave the game tape that everyone's looking at like well don't let him get by you um <laughs> yeah yeah maybe don't let him run right past you down the field I but WSU was you know pretty decent at times moving the ball against BYU now Arizona State's defense is better than BYU's so that's that's the challenge. I mean, uh, 
this this advanced stat preview we're looking at from CFB graphs is projects WSU to score fourteen points in this game. Yeah, I so, tend to chalk up I yeah. tend to chalk up a lot of what happened against BYU to to the coaching. To be honest, um, you know, so much of where they had issues were up front blocking and and. You know, the offensive line, you know, during that three-game win streak had played, you know, much, much better. Uh, you know, way less pressure. Um, you know, they still weren't getting, you know, huge push to run the ball or anything like that. But it was okay, you know. Um, and then just, you know, in that game, they, they just sort of looked a little lost. Um, and, and, you know, it's, you know, you don't, you don't look at that and go, oh, man, huge regression. You just look at it and go man, they didn't have an offensive line coach all week, right? Like the, the guy who's their offensive line coach now, um, you know, literally could not coach them all week, even though he was in town, literally could not coach them because he had not been, you know, vetted and officially hired and all that stuff. So, I I mean, I think his first day with the team was Friday. Um, same with the, the, you know, the new quarterbacks coach, um, and so by Friday, you're not, all you're doing on Friday is, you know, walkthroughs. I mean, you're not doing anything else. And so, uh, you know, maybe he can point out some stuff during the game, but, but just, you know, BYU was running, you know, a bit of an odd front and they were, um, you know, basically running what, you know, reminded me of an air raid defense. I think I said that in the podcast on, you know, on Monday, you know, they, they were just like, Hey, whatever you do, you're not going to, you're not going to go deep. You're not going to, we're going to try to prevent explosives and we're just going to make you, um, if you, if you're going to pick us apart little by little by little to move down the field, then okay. But, uh, but that's how you're going to have to do it. And, you know, and, and it took until really the second half before, you know, we adjusted to that. Arizona state doesn't strike me as a team that's going to deviate philosophically from what they do. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I tend to think they're going to be maybe a little more like Stanford where they just kind of go, okay, this is what we do. And you're going to have to beat us. Um, you know, because a team, so as I'm looking here at college football data.com, um, their explosiveness against the pass is actually pretty bad. Um, you know, which tells me that this, this is not a team that, um, you know, is endeavoring to, you know, try to take away big plays or trying to make you nickel and dime, you know, dime them down the field. Um, there will be opportunities to, to get some big plays, um, you know, through the air. So I think that that is, that is maybe where they need to go. But also what you see here is, you know, that it's that, you know, third and fourth down thing, passing downs, um, you know, the success rate they allow on passing downs is, is really low. So it's sort of like, you know, just kind of looking at the numbers and kind of piecing it together, um, you know, probably a defense that will take some chances. They'll blitz, um, you know, they'll try and get negative plays. You know, they, they, you mentioned that they, they sort of thrive off turnovers, right? So they're going to try and pressure you into a mistake. Um, and if you can, you know, make sure to not make a mistake, then there's opportunities to, you know, bite off giant chunks of yards. If you do get, um, you know, negative plays, then all of a sudden that's when they kind of tighten the screws on you. So, uh, that's going to be, I think the thing to watch is, you know, is the offensive line kind of, uh, back playing back together the way that it was, uh, are they going to give, you know, Delora the time he needs? Um, is he going to be able to move? And then the other thing I'm looking for on Delora is this, when we, we kind of talk about that, that defense that BYU was running, you know, sometime in the third quarter, I was like, man, he's got a, he's, he's just got to tuck the ball and run. You know, there's all this space. You got, you know, they're running this three, three, five stack thing. And it's like, you know, the linebackers are, you know, really, I think they were about five yards away from the line of scrimmage. Like they were way back there. Um, 
you know, and so they were dropping back, you know, again, trying to prevent big plays and, and the middle of the field was wide open and Delora did tuck it once and go probably could have done it another 10 times. So it'll be interesting to see again this week if, um, you know, if maybe he's encouraged, I know he's got the banged up knee, but, uh, you know, when you've got that kind of a weapon, you, you, you know, you kind of have to, you kind of have to use it, you know, maybe be smart and get down when you can. But, um, if, you know, if there's that much space, man, you got to take advantage of it. Another thing that incur and, and on that line of thinking, another thing that encourages me, um, is that along with turnovers, like you said, they like to blitz and all that. Cause if you look, they have 21 sacks and there's not one guy that has more than three. So they're, yeah. they're mixing up their blitzes. They're, they're finding yeah. different guys. Um, so it, it, but they didn't sack anyone against Utah last week. And, and so if you're against a quarterback that doesn't get sacked much like Jaden Delora, that's, that's encouraging. Jaden just yep. he he rarely gets sacked, and so if he can, uh, if they can stay on schedule and not give Arizona State those big negative plays, because another thing WSU has struggled with stuffs, uh, so run stuffs, and ASU yep. just is v- very poor at that. They're sixteen yep. percent stuff rate, you know, uh, average would be probably more like eighteen percent. So they're not they're not stuffing runs as much, and that's been a problem for WSU. So. If, if Laura can neutralize their ability to sack the quarterback, if we're not looking at those negative and zero run plays, and Delora can, you know, keep that 70% completion percentage, hit those passes to stay on on schedule and hopefully be a little more accurate and giving his, his uh, receivers a couple – the chance to get a few more yards after the catch so they can make those – because you really want to stay out of those passing downs. They obviously queue up their pressure – they try to force, like you said, that 27% success rate on passing downs that they're allowing is very, very good, um, which it, which is very strange because they have such a poor uh, third and fourth down success rate. So if you get them into third and shorts, they're, they're not very good in that situation. Yep. I mean, no defense is good, but they're especially not good in that situation because yep. they're so good in third and seven. They're not good in third and two. So again, just if Jaden can do what he does, neutralize those sacks, uh, Max and 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 Dion can pick up yardage and not avoid those uh, negative running plays. I feel like they can put together some drives. Now they may be long drives, but I feel like they can move the ball. So we may see some frustrating drives that end on like a fourth down on the thirty-eight. But I think they are going to put up some yards. Uh, the the big thing is, can they be consistent enough to finish? And they were against BYU in three like very impressive longer drives. So hopefully, they can do that again against ASU. Uh, and 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 like I said, that like limiting possessions in this game probably is to their favor more than it is to ASU. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, let's uh, let's move on over to ASU's offense, which I'm you 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 don't think of offense against it when you're playing ASU, but they're just very efficient. Uh, they're very effective. Uh, they just keep the ball moving, and they, and they don't give it away. And they're so their EPA per pass is nineteenth. Their EPA per rush is tenth. Eighth in rushing success rate, forty eight percent success rate on rushes which 
usually your passing success rate is higher than your rushing success rate, or at least near it. Um, but uh, rushing success rate, 48%. They also love to run the ball, again, much like BYU, much like Oregon State. They love to run the ball on early downs, nearly 60% of the time. So expect early down runs. And then they're trying to set the set Jaden Daniels up in easy, like in, in, in situations that are easy for him to convert. Uh, and they've done that very well so far. Yeah. They, they terrify me <laughs> because of that. I, at this point, I'm kind of tempted to look at uh, Oregon state as, as, as just some very weird outlier um, with the way that we were able to, you know, at least sort of contain their rushing attack because other teams that are, are sort well, of rush for half centric. A, well, for yeah, half yeah. of a, Yeah, they definitely yes. did not in the second half. <laughs> no, but um, but at the same time, at least like for a half, that's that's something. that that, that They haven't really done that against anybody else. Um, you know, who per, anybody else who really purposes to run the ball um, has, has really had success. Teams that, you know, come into the game, you know, being able to run the ball well generally are able to do that. Um, and so that that's the thing that, that sort of, like I said, terrifies me here. Um, you know, just uh, well, at, at this, at this point is yes. running designed runs, read options yes. a lot. Like he's their and second he, most attempts and he doesn't get sacked yeah, a lot. So that's just, and he's runs. fucking awesome. Like he is, uh, you know, when we saw him as a freshman a couple of years ago, you know, I mean, I was just like that, that dude is, is a star in the making, you know, he's playing as a true freshman. Um, just so, so, so good. Um, he's an absolute stud. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 going to be, you know, as, as you um, seem to have alluded to right there, it's going to be one of those games where our, our, you know, our fans are pulling their hair out and tearing their clothes over a, over a running quarterback running all over the place. Um, you know, because I think we just so got to we got to get used to it, folks. They're just yep. even even the non mobile <laughs> quarterbacks are mobile at this point. Everyone is. Yeah, mobile. it's true. It's Gardner Minshew. True. Gardner Minshew ran like a four nine at the combine, and he was dangerous uh, running the ball yeah. when he was at WSU. So, anyone's yeah. well except Anthony Gordon. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, I just I don't even know, man. Um, after that BYU second half, where they just when they decided to run the ball, WSU had a very hard time stopping it. Yeah. Uh, Herm Edwards would love nothing more than to pound that thing over and over and over again. And this yep. is where it becomes even harder to stop because, you know, WSU knew that the same guy on BYU is going to get the ball over and over again. But this, you're going to have to account for the quarterback and the running back. And that makes it even more difficult. Um, so, yeah, this is tough. Uh, I just, you know, they, uh, there's just not many weaknesses in their offense. I, I guess, you know, even uh, if you look at their uh, passing down success rate, it's not bad. You know, it's not great, but it's not bad. But they're just the rest of their down success rate is insane. Their standard down success rate is 58%. Uh, they're having a successful play 58% of the time, which means staying ahead of the chains. So yeah. that is, uh, that's like you said, it's terrifying. And Jaden Daniels is very good. Uh, yeah. 
So yeah, and they our are. Defense, they they are ninth, by the way, nationally in third and fourth down success rate, or th- uh, third and fourth down. Yeah, third and fourth down success rate, uh, or success. Maybe that's just conversions, but fifty two percent of the time. Typically, com- means conversions. <laughs> it yeah. says success, but I think it means conversion. Um, so yeah, fifty two percent of the time. Well, a successful play on third and fourth down is the conversion. Yes, is the first. That's down. how it's defined. Yes. So yeah. exactly. Okay, so fifty two percent of the time, which is I I would assume directly correlated to the uh, 16th ranked early downs EPA. So, um, you know, it's the key again, you know, as we've talked about with this defense kind of over and over and over again is, you know, do they, do they bend, do they bend, do they bend? And then do they get, do they get the negative play that they need to kind of, you know, set the other team off kilter a little bit and put them behind schedule. Um, and then, you know, make them, make them try and earn it, you know, a, a different way. Um, I don't know that that, you know, <laughs> I don't know that matters a heck of a lot <laughs> against Arizona state. Uh, I, I mean, I, I just think, I think it's important like to, to just kind of point out the fans, like, um, you know, I'm not sure, uh, you know, is, I mean, this might be the best offense we've seen this year, right? Like, I mean, yeah. If I mean, there's, there's a really good at, chance that, yeah, people will look at points, uh, points per game and whatever, but they just play, they play methodical and slow, but they just don't move. Like think about when WC played. I mean, it's a different type of offense, but think of when they played Air Force. Like Air Force's points per game, you know, that they, they just limit possessions so much, but WSU could not stop them, and and it was just slow, slow drives over and over again. Um, and this is, I see that unfolding and even as slow as they play, as much as they run, they're still at 30, uh, almost 32 points a game. So it's, yeah. it, it's like, <laughs> it's really they're, good. yeah, I mean, they're averaging 6.9 yards of play, 5.4 yards of rushing attempt. And that's with sacks. Yep. Um, so yeah, they've, they've run for 1400 yards, over 1400 they, yards with sacks. They've run the ball year. almost a hundred more times than they've passed it. Yeah. And again, there's, there's sacks in there, but you know, it's, it's not that many. So yeah, it's, they run the ball and they run it really effectively and it's, it's going to be uh yeah, there's a pretty good chance. It's one of those very annoying and frustrating games, just kind of watching, watching a team run you over. So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe Jake Dickert's got something he can, he can cook up to, to, you know, do something, uh, do something fun and kind of put him behind. I, I, I am curious. I didn't watch their game, um, you know, last weekend against, against Utah, which they lost. Um, you know, so I am a little bit curious as to what Utah did. Utah held them to their lowest uh, yards per play uh, of the season, held them to only 21 points. Uh, their rushing yards, they only rushed for, you know, season low 148. Uh, had 66 plays, which was uh, is pretty much kind of a, I mean, that's a high-ish number for them. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I you know, kind of wish I would have watched the game so I had a better sense of what, what Utah did. But, you know, I, I don't know. Utah proved it can be done, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Not that our defense is good as Utah, but I don't yeah, know. Maybe there's I, some I, nugget in there that we can, we can, you know, build off of. Yeah, maybe we just uh... – uh, grow to uh, 320 pound tackles. <laughs> I mean, you know, eat eat an extra eat an extra omelet in the morning and have some more pizza at night. You can do it. There you go. 
Yeah. I would not recommend gaining that much weight in that short amount of time. That's very unhealthy. <laughs> no? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably should avoid it. Well, we usually talk longer about um, the defense against their offense. But uh, honestly, there's just – I can't it, – it's it's like a I hope they play better than they normally do thing. Like yeah. I, I hope that they that they just play better. I You know, probably it's going to come down to if they can – uh, stop them when they get inside the 40, don't allow points or only allow a field goal or something like that. Like that's, that's, that's what's going to come down to because I don't see many three and outs or anything like that. Um, so it's just, you know, hoping you can slow them down at some point. Um, but yeah. So, uh, one thing I'll say before we get to our predictions, this is episode 143. I said 144 earlier, but that was because... <laughs> That's not Jeff, your fault. That's my fault. That was because Jeff put episode 144 on the little app yeah. that we use to record this thing. Yeah, totally um, but uh, so, you know, that's that's producer error, not 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 host error. Um, that's Jeff, correct. who's producer slash uh, guest or slash yes. co-host. Um yeah. Or you're just my, you know, you're just like, uh, you're guest starring forever. It's like you're, you're when those people are on the sitcoms and they're in every episode, but yeah, it yeah. always says guest starring. Like, I yeah. think, uh, I think, um, the, the principal on Boy Meets World, I think always said he was guest starring like every yeah. single episode and he was in like every single episode. Yeah. Principal <laughs> Feeney. Principal Feeney, guest starring, uh, whatever yeah. his, uh, actual. Well, wasn't is. he like a, wasn't he like a pretty you know, well-known like, like actor or classical actor or something. Maybe that's why he got the special guest starring treatment. I don't know. Yeah, probably. It's like, yeah, you make more money than any of the kids that are the stars <laughs> of the show. You get the special treatment. Uh, so his name right. is William Daniels. Oh, there you go. I would never have known that in a million years. Me neither. So, yeah, episode 143, special guest star, Jeff Neusser. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I, I guess, uh, let's see if our special guest star has, still remembers. Uh, let's do our predictions. So, yeah, uh, Jeff, let's start with your first half prediction. Yeah, so I'm of two minds on this one. Um, you know, the, the spread is, is pretty huge. I don't know where it landed at this point, but it was it was over two touchdowns. Um Again, I'm not sure exactly where it landed, but but I know it's pretty big. And I, I think the conventional thinking is, okay, the, you know, number one, Arizona State is is a good team. Uh, and then, you know, WSU is okay, but certainly not a, not a great team. And then they are, you know, still dealing with the fallout from Rolovich. And I don't know, there's just, there's a feeling, I think that, you know, just they've been super resilient obviously how much like how much more can they be resilient right i mean this is just sort of a prime spot for you know for a dud um and i think that's kind of what people are anticipating and i just i just can't talk myself into that yet like i like i the rational part of me is like yeah you know it makes sense why people would be thinking this is kind of the moment you know they haven't been on the road in a month um you know they 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 they're playing i think what they're they're ninth game in a row right something like that um you know without a bye and so it's just kind of like uh you know just all these reasons why you think they might come out and flop but i just 
I don't know, man. They've been through so much, and if they were going to flop by now, I kind of think they would have. So I, I don't know. I do think that um, I do think that they will be a little tired. I do think that they will be a little emotionally spent. But I also I also don't like think of a flop. So I think it'll be reasonably close in the first half. I'm going to go 14-10 Arizona State. Um, ASU gets a couple touchdowns. You know, we move the ball a little bit, get a get a touchdown and a and a field goal, um, and we are within we are within striking distance heading into the second half. Very exciting. Um, I I will preface this with I want we have rescheduled the uh, family pictures, and those are happening at <laughs> two o'clock. So I will be pausing this game. In the second at or whatever time. at <laughs> halftime. Oh, no, it starts at 1220 now. So it might not be halftime yet because I'll probably have to leave like one because it's in Puyallup. So I'll have to leave at like 130 or something. Ah. Um, uh, so, yeah, we'll be starting this game uh, and then stopping it and then telling everyone I know to not message me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so I'll see the start. And at halftime, I expect uh, pretty similar to you, Jeff. But I'm going to give uh, ASU uh, a few more points, a field goal here, and I'm going to say 17 to 10 ASU at halftime. Okay. All right. Good. Oh, you're all right, my Jeff, second. What half. is your final score? <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. Just kind of everything we've talked about with with Arizona State and their rushing attack. I think you know this this defense has shown a tendency to wear down late, and I think that's yep. going to happen again. Um, so, you know, you mentioned Oregon state, you know, we were pretty okay for a half and then, and then kind of fell apart. Uh, obviously BYU, we fell apart at the end. Um, Utah fell apart in the second half. So, you know, I tend to think that that that's kind of where we're going. So I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to say Arizona state scores another three touchdowns in the second half. We score another 10, uh, for a final margin of 35 to 20 Arizona state. So it depends on when you got it. You might cover. It depends. Cause yeah. I've seen some 14 and a half. I've seen 16 and a half, a 16, 15. So it depends on uh, when you get it. Uh, I don't know when you get it on your little uh, get this, the thing yeah, that you do. Hold on. But, I, can, uh, I can look. Can hold check. on. Yeah. Let me, let's yeah, find out. I can out. tell you what it is right now. Let's see. The, at tallysite.com, the spread is currently 15 and a half. Okay, so they would, which is kind of uh, what, which is kind of what I was waiting for, because I think that's gone up. I was kind of waiting to make my pick because I, I wanted to see how high it would go. I, f- I figured more people would be uh, would be going for Arizona State to cover. So yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. set my pick at WSU plus plus fifteen, 15 and, and a half. half. Yeah. Ooh. Um. So yeah, uh, I have same feeling. Um. It's it, it's. It's hard to say the score could be this high, but honestly, uh, I feel like ASU is going to score on most of their drives. Um, yeah. So I feel, yeah, three touchdowns for ASU in the second half as well. But I think WSU steps up and gets uh, has three scoring drives in the second half, 17 points. Uh, that, so they kind of make it kind of interesting towards the end but eventually it's it's still asu by double digits 38 27 yep high scoring yep. but only because both offenses are converting pretty often not necessarily that uh there's a lot of chances to score so 
Um, it's just going to be a lot of drives that end at points. <laughs> yep, that makes sense. I could see that happening for sure. Yeah, it's funny how we talked about, oh, this is going to be low low possession, and then we both picked pretty high scores. So, but uh, uh, what, what's, the, what's the total? Do they have a total on that? Yeah, 52 and a half. So, yeah, we're both That seems a little that. low to me. I'm going yeah. over. Wow. Oh, famous last words. Uh, oh, CFB I. Graphs. Hey. CFP Graphs has 41 or 42, <clears throat> I guess, if you round up. I have, I, I just, you know, not to, not to totally toot my own horn, but I have absolutely murdered it on the, on the total the last two weeks. Like I'm hitting Ooh. something like 75% of my picks on the total. So someone get just Jeff saying, I guess, or I'm to just, I'm Emerald just Queen saying, Casino. someone get Jeff to I'm Emerald Queen Casino. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's it. Those are our picks. If WSU loses, you get to send or wins. I'm sorry. If WSU yes. loses, then we're all set. But if WSU yeah. wins, be sure to send us that gif of Will Ferrell in Wedding Crashers saying, yeah. what an idiot. What uh, an idiot. So you can send that gif if WSU wins to my Twitter account at the Craig Powers and to Jeff's Twitter account at pod vs everyone we would love to see those gifts all over our timeline all over our mentions if if wsu pulls this one out on the road because that would be one hell of a result um so yeah obviously if you all start sending me that it'll spoil it for me i'll just try to turn the notifications off on my app but don't let that don't let that stop you if if i have my notifications on and i see it i'll be happy as hell that i wouldn't even care if it's spoiled um yep. but yeah uh so yeah, if you uh, listen to us, uh, go ahead and give us a subscribe and rate us five stars. Give us a comment. If you have any email questions, uh, I I saw an email question, but we don't usually, we don't answer these on this. Uh, we'll answer that on the next episode. Um, and uh, if you want to follow my Instagram, it's at Craig W Powers. And if you want to email us, I didn't actually say the email address. It's at podcast yes everyone <laughs> uh i guess yes. my line's a little the place today but jeff go coots go coots right black lives matter black lives matter and get fucking vaccinated people get that jeff jeff